Great. All right. Today, I would like to open with a joke, a very writerly joke. Okay. Are you oh, ready? For wow. This we it's super joke. funny. Yeah. Are we already? Are we already on air? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. A joke. It's bad. Oh, you're so I... funny. Oh my god. Not only do I get to record a podcast, I get a joke. Okay, excellent. <laughs> I'm preparing myself psychologically for this glorious moment. I know, right? No uh, pressure. No pressure. Right? Be ready. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So, so, uh, so two writers are talking, and uh, one writer says to the other writer, uh, "You know, I'm having trouble finishing my novel." And the second writer says, "You know, oh, what's the problem?" And the first writer says, it's difficult to put into words. Oh, okay. I see how that works because the because sometimes it's when you're writing, it's difficult to get your point across, even though you've got it in your head. Yes. Yes, that's the joke. <laughs> Did I ruin the joke? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit dry. <laughs> no, I hear I hear it. Welcome to go write yourself. Helps. Yeah, the one and only podcast dedicated to telling you to get off your lazy ass and stop um, writing go on TED. Write on yourself. TED go write your own jokes. Yeah, go write your own jokes, you lazy bums. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad to be back because we took a little break. Uh, they don't know that that the break. No, was, they only they took a little break. The listeners, our lo- our four loyal listeners, took a little break, but we yeah, took a thanks. long break. Thanks, you four people out there. You're amazing. Uh, <laughs> we love you. We please. really, really do. I, I wish there were more of you. Please don't stop the podcast. No. Please. Please, God. No. <laughs> Whatever you do, just just right. keep listening. So, we've got... Um, this is a... We once recorded an episode called How to Be a D- Digital Nomad Part 1. <laughs> Yeah, part one, would, and then we didn't do... That would lend you to think that maybe there was going to be a part two at some stage. <laughs> well, well, you were right, eventually. I <laughs> thought we kept it leading be. you on for, for months at a time. I thought it would be good to leave it set, because even though it's a Digital Nomad part two, something crazy might happen to you on one of your adventures, and you give me a call at 2.30 a.m. in the morning, like, Anthony, Anthony, I've got something amazing that just happened we need to record digital nomad how to be a digital nomad part three and i'll be like ted i'm back in the uk for fuck's sake why are you phoning me this obscene hour and i'll tell you because it's only 10 o'clock here on the east coast of the united states right exactly and that's the thing that you need to take into account if you're going to be a digital nomad at what time do you phone your friends and family and co-hosts of your podcast and if you're teaching uh chinese kids how to speak english you're going to be up at all hours of the night it is Mm -hmm. going to be nuts for you so yeah remember that when you're getting a job yeah but being a digital nomad uh, aside from the ridiculous time differences and being a global citizen instead of simply a citizen of whatever uh Tiny podunk village, village that you come from. Exactly. Some tiny place in Yorkshire, some of that. Right, this terrible little spot in Florida. 
uh, farming town somewhere in the southern states of the US where everyone's like, oh, isn't it good to live in the countryside because you can go down to Farmer Joel's and get some eggs. And it's like, no, Farmer Joel is a racist and he beats his children. Yes, yes, that's exactly. Farmer Joel has excellent eggs, but on the weekends when he gets too drunk in town, he winds up uh, singing terribly racist KKK songs in the middle of the street and nobody wants to stop him because, you know, some of the town kind of agrees with it. And you're scared for your own life because all you want to do is get out, but you don't have the money. And your parents say that you should stay here and take care of them. And they start feigning, you know, particular illnesses just to keep you at home. And they want you to get a degree in a regular job. And that is the story of why you ran away to become a digital nomad. Exactly. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we are great storytellers. We are great storytellers. No wonder yes. we became writers. The question yeah. is, do we have any advice for writers who want to leave it all behind for the life of a digital nomad? Yes, it's spectacular, but less glamorous than you think it would be. It's way uh, less. It's like, being a, it's like being a theater critic. You think that it's a glamorous job, but when you actually get to do it, it's just hours and hours and hours in auditoriums with not enough air. Yeah, it really, it, it ruins your passion for watching theater more than it does anything else. It, it's you're like, wow, I really enjoy theater. And then, like, if I'm a theater critic, then I'll get to watch theater all the time, which is true. But uh, but you'll never get to enjoy it again because you'll have to think about it and analyze it constantly. Yeah, um, I must say, uh, and everyone will tell you, you're so lucky you get to be a theater critic. But actually, yeah, I mean, yes, they do. Just, it's, just it's like they so, tell you, so you're so lucky you get to travel around the world when in reality. Oh, yeah. Yes. Remember, I'm trying to keep this on track. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, people, yeah, that does actually happen. People say, Anthony, you're so lucky you get to travel to all these places, Mexico, Costa Rica um, yeah. the USA, India, Turkey. And, uh, and to, in some sense, they're right. I, I am very lucky and I love it and I take it for granted but it can be freaking tiring and you do miss certain things like stability and things like that yeah and you don't really like you know while people think it's like one giant vacation and you're sitting on the beach or like you know visiting the eiffel tower or whatever really 90 percent of the time you're kind of like locked in a in a cafe or something or or a, a public li I, I love public libraries too god god do i love public libraries you know, uh, scribbling away, uh, trying to get your work done and trying to find uh, uh, some source of uh, reliable Wi-Fi because a certain cafe down the street doesn't have good Wi-Fi, um, even though they're the biggest. You and, most... and you've you've already right. bought your coffee now. You're I'm looking at you, spill the beans. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're it, traveling around the world is fun, but it can also be relatively expensive, difficult, and uh, come with a lot of responsibility. Uh, so don't, uh, if you want to take this uh, sort of like a fun, don't let me ruin the romanticism of it, because there are a lot of cool things that happen, and you will have a lot of fun stories to tell your friends. But just know, if you want to be serious about it, uh, it's going to take a lot of work, like anything does. Yeah, um, it's, it's still better than going down a coal mine, admittedly. But, yes, um, going down coal mines is terrible, I hear. <laughs> but I, I think one of the or things working is at Amazon. Make, making it pay, like, to be a writer as a digital nomad. Yeah. Is, you know, that's probably one of the major challenges. Um, to be fair, if you're going somewhere like Cambodia or Vietnam, 
Thailand even. It's uh, it's significantly less expensive than being in a Western country. Um, That's a huge point. Uh, actually to bring up is is how much is like cost of living to wherever it is you're going. I have a friend who works as a teacher in Thailand um, or like had started working as a teacher and now has made a life of it uh, because uh, because the cost of living in Thailand is so damn cheap and Mm -hmm. the the value of uh, you know competent English speakers and, and competent people who can teach well uh, is so highly valued over there. Amazing. Yeah. So there's one way that you can subsidize your writing career. Um, Mexico, I would yeah. say. I, I, I'm currently living the. Dojo, yes. Tell us. Tell us about Zewatanejo. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's very, very, very warm, even though it's January. So I am Schwitzen. I just came down from Morelia, which is four four hours north of here, and it was even cool in the mornings. Um, and uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. a four-hour drive makes makes all the difference. Clearly, um, yeah. I mean, this is kind of like it's not a it's not an expat spot. Um, there are some expats, and there's some people passing through, and it does have some happy um, credentials. But yeah, you're getting you're getting something closer to the real Mexico. Just um, 20 minutes in a collective taxi up the road. This is one thing I love about Mexico. They have these um, collective taxis. They call colectivos, and like for about a dollar or something like that, you jump in and they they take some like in Acapulco. It just goes up and down the main stretch. The yeah. taxi will drive all the way down and then all the way back back up. So, Wait, so they're some like other... so they're like tiny buses. They're like single some car of them are tiny. These are like tiny buses. The ones here, they're like little minivans. But in some cities, like you will actually just get a beaten up old car with a guy in it. Uh, and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's like you might be able to fit two people in the front and four people in the back. Um, Damn. So it's like, yeah, and, and they just go up and down the main stretch because that's what people need. People jump in. It's very economical. You wouldn't be able to do that in a Western country because, you know, the government's trying to protect you with their um, regulations. Right. And, and everyone's well, afraid that a stranger yeah. is a serial killer. Well, at the same time, they go on endlessly about how much they care about the environment and global warming, but they won't let you share a taxi. No, God, um, no. Yeah. So uh, figure me out that contradiction. But that's enough from the... Okay, okay. <laughs> Getting political here. <laughs> this is not a political co- podcast. But um, some, but yeah, I mean, like, I guess there's political elements to being a digital nomad, your visas, your... What are the regulations about moving yeah, you here do there? Have to diff- like, you have to deal with a lot of uh, uh, separate laws in different countries and watch out for, like, uh, overstaying... Uh, which I've done a number of times in oh, certain places. Naughty, naughty. Yes, you, I know. And, and and you might, if you've got online clients or something like that, like legally, you allow you being allowed to see them might be a legal gray area. Well, you're not actually allowed to do it. I'm sure no one cares enough to bust you for it. But I no. think it's um, that's another thing about digital uh, nomadism, nomad nomadacy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'll figure it out later. Uh, that's another thing about that is that. Yeah, a lot of times, uh, you know, don't tell them that I told you to do this, but, uh, you know, small crimes, you know, overstaying your visa or, um, you know, 
visiting a place uh, you know that you're like not necessarily supposed to visit um it isn't a big crime for for people who are just like writing on the internet or right. like you know if you're not if you're not like working for the new york times or you know smuggling kilos of drugs into a country the government's probably not going to care about oh, right okay i was know. worried about getting banned from mexico if i overstayed my visa oh no as mexico especially won't care you can okay. you can yeah i i mean i've i've done it uh in the uk uh, a couple of times before i i seriously doubt that mexico is gonna is gonna point at you and say uh, you can never come back i mean obviously but america you, does care america does care because uh america has a big stick up its ass about um you know uh, immigrants and uh, immigration policy so you will find very uh very strict uh, uh rules about visiting and and uh, visa regulations in the united states um obviously i can't talk about personal experience with that because i'm a citizen and they don't care about me oh well uh, you're a citizen or yeah, you're so so that. just yeah, just so shut good. up and marry me and we can both get visas <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> that's like the least romantic I've ever had in my life from America, from an American, marry. and I and I have had a few. I'm not gonna lie. Have you really? So I have. I've had a few. Um, Me too, actually. It's fun, isn't from it? Ameri- from Americans. Well, no, from from uh, from uh, British people, from people in the UK. They said it under the guise of just helping my visa, but actually, I think they wanted my babies. That's what I thought about one of them too. Yeah. <laughs> Because that, be careful about that, folks. If you're looking for a green card or something, you know, make sure that person, make sure you work out all the details uh, of your visa with that person beforehand, and uh, oh, yeah. and that they know that like America's you're just doing difficult. this for legal benefits. Get yourself a prenup, uh, folks. You 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 see if you go and try and marry an American to get a visa, they might actually come and check to see if you're sleeping in the same bed and stuff like that. I've heard stories from my community they will ask you. where this has actually happened. They've checked to see if they were sleeping in the same bed and stuff. So, Wait, like, uh, like busted into your home at night? And, they, and, and uh, like looked at it like, are you guys sleeping they, in the same bed? They, they come oh, okay, around good. and look around and see how the flat's set up and see if you're just living as friends and it's a sham marriage. They might actually oh, do yeah. that. Yeah, they do That's that. That's weird, isn't it? They do that. They do, it. They do that. They, yeah, they do it in the UK as well. There's, they've had, they've, uh, they want to see if you have like printed pictures together, and if you've received mail at the same address. And yeah, yes. Tune in for it's our like, next podcast. How to have a how sham to... marriage? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I, I would actually not mind getting a guest on to talk about that if someone knows how to do it. So, right? Wouldn't that be great? Yes, is this... this is degrees of digital nomadism where it goes really, really far. And I don't just... know if this is actually, is this podcast, um, and, and, and it's, it's heavy on the entertainment and not much on the info, I noticed. I know, right? Yeah. We're just, um, we're, we're just having should... a good time. Wait, we should, should we do like some that. info then? Do you, want, do you want to educate people on how to actually, what, what are your top tips for being a digital nomad? Sure. All right. Okay. So my top tips uh, for being a digital nomad, I've traveled uh, a lot, uh, mostly over Europe. I've, I've mostly worked in Europe, uh, but I have been I've been to places, you know, um, like 
Japan, Mexico, um, you know, Canada, all over the United States. Uh, and it's very uh, what you have to do is is kind of balance, you know, your you a balance a lightweight style of traveling with uh, with your ability to kind of shelter yourself. Those those are I think the two most important uh, uh, things you have to do when you're working uh, and traveling at the same time is is make sure that you can travel easily. Uh, but also make sure that when you get there, you do have a place to work and you do have a reliable uh, kind of the kind of setup for for accomplishing the goals that you that you told whoever your client is that you're going to accomplish. And uh, and what I normally do is I kind of rely on several uh, like general equipment kind of guidelines for myself. I'm one of those people. I don't know if if a lot of people familiar with. Uh, being a digital nomad, I've heard of this movement, but there's like a one backpack movement for mm -hmm. travelers. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people have like they they go through and they travel the world, you know, with just a single backpack with just like so you get like one like school backpack because you get you can you can keep it. You can usually get a personal item included in flights. Yes. No, you always that, get a personal item. That is the you, key. You often need to pay more. If you want to say, uh, uh, hand I will luggage. save two hundred dollars when I'm going back and forth. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. The U.S. and the U.K. Honestly, it's so it, ridiculous how much they charge for hand luggage now. It's oh, it's insane. Uh, and it wasn't just, even like this three years ago. They just suddenly yeah. realized that they can charge people eighty dollars or eighty pounds even for one right? flight sometimes for hand luggage. Because everybody's gonna bring a bag for the overhead bin, and they're like, oh my god, everybody's sneaking around. You know, they, they don't get their luggage loaded anymore. They're just doing it for the overhead bin. And then it's mm -hmm. like, well, what do you what do you think you're doing? It 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 will double the cost of your flight to mm -hmm. have a check sometimes bag. Well, yeah, especially if you're going somewhere like Mexico, where, say, you want to fly from Mexico City to Acapulco, it might be 60 bucks for the flight or something like yeah. very, very trivial. So yeah. they're going to. You 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 never know what you're going to be charged for hand luggage. Oh yeah, it's, it's and I thought this was just an international problem, but we were going from Cancun to where did we go? Yeah, Mexico. I can't remember Cancun to somewhere in Mexico, and uh, yeah, it was yeah. Oaxaca, and it was like something like eighty bucks plus for hold luggage and seventy dollars for um. Sorry, eighty dollars for yeah, hold luggage is seventy cent. Seventy dollars for it's a lot. It's a lot. Is is the point? Is that like for for traveling such a negligible suitcase distance? Suitcase, and we put both of our we put yeah, exactly. It's it's yeah. really that's where they're that's where they're kind of taking advantage of people or maybe just subsidizing the the cheap flights on their business. That too, as I I've traveled across the English Channel like just to like just of portugal you know and the flight i i've gotten a flight uh from the uk to portugal for for literally it was like under 30 pounds and i had to i had to check a bag because i at the time i was traveling with my fire staff i spin fire uh by the way i'm super cool um and uh, that the bag cost you know so much more than my flight did it was it was it was about 100 bucks to to check that bag um 
that's that's the other thing too is like along with traveling light and if you can kind of fitting everything kind of traveling efficiently and fit, fitting everything into one bag it's good to have um a nice place to find cheap flights uh because if you go on on like a a brand name website if you're going on like Delta Airlines and you're going to go on their website and look for a plane ticket, they're going to overcharge the crap out of you. And if you're a digital nomad who's just freelancing for money, you'll never be able to afford it. Uh, so like, I mean, a lot of a lot of the travel flights like Travelocity or whatever will be very expensive as well. Personally, uh, I like to recommend Skyscanner because it's very low uh, there's like no ads, uh, and it's a Scottish startup. Woo! Is it really? Hey, it really all is. right. Uh, fantastic. That's even better. So, I found out about it when I was in Spain, but uh, that's amazing. So it's 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 very, it's got a very easy setup. Uh, it's very simple to use. Uh, it shows you a lot of flights. You will have ridiculous layovers in places sometimes, and. Uh, I mean, one time when I was flying to Scotland from Florida, I had to do, uh, I had to do like this five, this five like connecting flight route, uh, which somehow, somehow was cheaper than a direct flight for me to go from, from Only because you didn't have any hand luggage or hold luggage. No, 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 no. If Uh, if you'd had luggage, it wouldn't have been cheaper. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. But the, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, but instead of like for going from like New York to London per se, uh, I, uh, I went from like, you know, uh, from like Orlando to to New York to Malaga to Turkey to Paris to London to Glasgow. It was that's so glamorous. It's I what? yeah it's so glamorous but not when you have three hours in every airport to uh, yeah, enjoy I mean, the sights you know oh oh my look at that McDonald's over there oh wow is this tobacco really duty free like it, come on man you know I'm not I'm not enjoying the country at that point I'm just you know I'm just trying to make my flight right and and sometimes what I do is I see where you can type in say where flies direct to x or where does x fly directly to and you can yeah. maybe um book your you can two, you can get that on skyscanner joining yeah right. I, what i mean is once i know on skyscanner where the possible connections are rather than book the whole journey together say like uk to morelia mexico um I would take, I would see where my intermediate steps are, like one place might be Toronto, and then you can maybe break up the travel. You could like take yeah. a day or two in one of the intermediate locations, if that's your shtick. By the way, I w- wanted to mention something from about Skyscanner, which we just found out by chance. Um, my girlfriend was just going to fly from, we're trying to get back to the UK, but we were in some location that was kind of hard to connect. For one flight from Mexico City to Cancun, um, they were going to do what we said, which was charge an outrageous amount of money for her suitcase. Yeah. Silly bringing a suitcase. But what we found was when we booked from the Wii airport near where we were straight to Cancun, 
even though it flew through Mexico City, so there was two flights she was getting instead of one, they didn't yeah. charge for the suitcase somehow. So sometimes oh, you wow. need to play it. Yeah, so it had ended up cheaper for her to take two flights than it would have been for her to get the overnight bus and take one flight. There's another thing you need to consider as a digital nomad. Is it worth taking the overnight bus? And by the way, oh, usually, yeah. usually there are several different bus companies and one is like a comfortable bus and uh, the other ones are not. So get Watch local out. knowledge from people uh, what your bus options are while we're talking about transport. That's good too. And uh, I know in... It's in in Europe, especially, Flixbus is a very big, um, very big thing, which is usually you know pretty reliable travel and pretty comfortable uh, accommodations in the most part. Uh, a lot nobody enjoys a super long bus ride, but it mm -hmm. will be uh, pennies um, compared to a flight in some cases. Uh, yeah, and, and and also if you did if you did happen to accumulate luggage, which you really shouldn't, but you sometimes unavoidably do, especially if sometimes. you have guests, it might save you a whole world of hassle as well. That too, the the luggage will always be cheaper on a bus, uh, as opposed to a as opposed to a flight. Um, but along with the along with those two things, I think it's uh, smart to know. Um, we we were going to talk about this uh, last time uh, as well, kind of at the but we got cut off at the end. Uh, it's good to know when you go to a place uh, that you'll be able to have reliable internet service and uh, reliable phone service as well. So uh, things like things like knowing, especially when you're going into like a a, a country that might not be so developed, um, that like you'll have you'll have. Uh, Wi-Fi in places, uh, but uh, a SIM card is a very important thing to know. Yeah, get a SIM card as soon as you're off the air, uh, of your, you're off the flight. That's like the first thing to do. Get a local SIM card because yeah. without data, you may feel stranded. And this is a tip that I could have picked up in my first trip in, to India, but I didn't realize that until I'd been a couple of times. How easy that is. And, and, you know, India had the best comms technology in the world at the time. Like, you, you'd get 1.5 gig a day before you had anything like, um, yeah, a day before you had anything like 30 gig plans in West. Um, it was really weird. Like, they're, yeah, they're, yeah obviously. That's, the information that's really good, actually. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not going to be able to, to, I mean, you know, marathon your favorite Netflix show, but like... Uh, as far as you know, writing and communicating with people—that's, I mean, that's more than enough to get you through a day. Well, it's because in their culture, people never like couldn't afford. First of all, they never, they went straight from having no phone to having a smartphone, and it would be like one smartphone for the family, and they the fair. kids would do their homework on it and stuff like that. So it's interesting these cultural things. Well, point Mexico isn't that cheap anymore because as a digital nomad place, even compared to three years ago, because oh, one really? like I used. I used to get 25 pesos to the pound. Now I get 21 pesos to the pound. And mm. in addition, in addition to that, the prices of everything have gone up um, over the past three year, uh, over the past year or two. Like in many countries. So that's another thing. It's like um, watch your exchange rate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It can make a big difference. Yeah, because a lot of times, uh, you know, I, it's very easy to go to a different country and kind of. 
kind of flub around with your money and like not not really pay attention because nobody wants to do math in the convenience store. So like if I was like, yeah, like I used to say dog. this when I went to the UK is like uh you know it it's not literal but like you know oh a can of a, like a can of coke in the US uh will cost a dollar which you know isn't true but you know a can of coke in the US will cost a dollar and a can of coke in the UK would cost a pound and mm -hmm you know, that pound is uh, like 80 cents extra yeah. on my dollar. Like, uh, it'll be you know, just because the prices look the same to me, to, you know, I'm actually spending, you know, much right. more money. And the US is way, way, way more expensive than the UK. And it's way more expensive than it was three years That's ago. True. Like, it's, it's gone insane. Yes, so my, what, my cost of living say... in the UK is much lower than it is in the US. And and so these are like, yeah, exactly. So when you go to a country where things are cheap, you you there might be an inclination as when I first came to Mexico. Oh, I can go out for lunch for a five for five pounds, or, you know, six bucks. Um, that that's really cheap. But it's yeah. it stops being cheap when you do it two or three times a day because you wouldn't do it at home because at home it's expensive. So right. you never and you think. Have like a so you don't do it all the time. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. And then you you don't realize that the fact that things cost less is making you actually buy a lot more of them, and um, so yeah. that's something that one might keep an eye on. Yeah, it's. I mean, you can. There's several different ways to combat that. That you know, you could be um, one of those uh, one of those trail people that like uh, you know keeps dehydrated food in their backpack. It's not always the most fun way to live, um, but you know, it's it's a much cheaper. It'll cut down a lot on on you know food spending and stuff like that uh, when you go to an expensive place fast you fast ba you fat bastards yeah yeah fast fasting is good for you well um, there, there's a yeah it's good for you and there's an online trend that you can be a part of if you decide this place is too expensive so i'm gonna fast for three days drinking only water okay mister go on and plug your plug your health uh thing what seven you seven sevenpharmamyths.com yeah there you go okay uh now that that's over with <laughs> um you you could along with doing that you know and kind of being careful if if there's probably nothing more valuable uh for people that are kind of forced to eat on the go is finding a place that's like yes cheap food cheap food street and, foods street food oh yeah and it's somewhere that it's good for your money there's uh, there's a place in Lagos in Portugal, uh, not Nigeria, Portugal, uh, where the this you know th this Londoner had moved down there, and he does he does this full English breakfast in Portugal for uh, for like maybe like five or ten euros, and the plate is just piled with food. Uh, it's called the Red Lion. If anyone goes down there. Uh, Look out for the red line and go get breakfast there because it is good, uh, and you will get a lot of food for your money. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, places that will let you chill out, give you a lot of food for your money, and uh, and like serve good coffee, invaluable. Because if you're broke, that might be the last meal you have for three or four days. <laughs> Isn't it and true? I I love it. Like in country and. More poor countries, on every corner there might be, well here it's tacos, I'm not a great taco lover, but that's a whole debate for another God, show. I love tacos. You can get, 
You can get uh, gorditas, which roughly translates to English as fat chicks, which are these um, <laughs> these like little pockets made of this green. I don't know. I guess it's made out of beans or something like that. And you can put anything you like in the pocket: mushrooms, cactus, all sorts of meats. Oh, like and they just make pocket. them inside the street. Yeah, and it's like about two two dollars US or two pounds. Um, That's not bad. And a lot of places like. You can get ju- like fresh orange juice, or they- they've got a blender there, and they'll chuck a bunch of stuff in it and make you a smoothie. Um, That's lovely. So if you get it's easier to get Mexico, it's quality. And yeah, and 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 in India even more so. Like for a couple of for a couple of quid, you get a a really really good uh, meal because they just mass they'll be dal or what uh, rajma, which is a dish that's made of beans keep you full for, full for quite a while they mass produce it and they can scoop it out into a tray for you with some rice um so oh, you yeah. can you can live on very little and and it's also very deli- it's not just little money it's it's delicious food for a, oh, yeah. a low cost it's strange how a lot of that happens sometimes where you'll get the the cheaper food will taste much better um than the uh, than the expensive food. I mean, maybe maybe it's just that you know when you're looking for cheap food, you're hungrier than when okay. you can afford expensive food. Well, uh, it's nice to go to a nice restaurant, but you just won't be going starving. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and that's the important thing here. Uh, you know, keeping yourself alive. Uh, so. When you when you when you land in a place and you you know that you've got like a a steady place to stay, uh, and kind of like a more uh you know a grounded, you know when you set yourself up for like a home. What what is what is Maslow's hierarchy of needs again? What's the first one? Yeah, the first one is like physiological physiological yeah. needs, like to like eat, food. drink, put, yeah. And yeah, I suppose like if that. if you're not immediately starving to death, are... then then look for shelter, uh, and uh, and and then get yeah. So like go get yourself get yourself a gordita, uh, then find a hostel, uh, and then then work on friendship and uh, right. Work, uh, friendship work is really too. friendship is really, really important. It's really good to meet other either expats or people who are traveling and and of course oh, locals yeah. um I, locals I, are great the when i was in barcelona um he, i mean you've already said this like zewatanedo is 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 more authentic uh mm-hmm. experience simply because there's there's kind of less of an expat community which, which right. you know if you're looking for that when you're traveling it's definitely a good thing you know you're you're more kind of immersed in the culture but uh when i was in barcelona there's a big part of the city that is just expats and right. travelers and people who are, you know, coming away from their home countries to to spend some time. And they are going to be your greatest resource for, uh-huh. for finding all sorts of things. And you can join groups on Facebook. And if you can get an end, Telegram is popular with traveling people. Although you told me that you thought people just use that to, um, to sell drugs. drugs. Yes. To yeah. sell drugs. Okay. Well, well it's both, um, you know, but. <laughs> so, yeah, I think connect, collecting with locals and expats is really important. And you can go, some places you can go on to meetup.com or Eventbrite. 
and find events. Facebook yes. is sometimes useful in some places for that, but I wish their events were more, their search for events was more customizable and things like that. You'd think with the internet, it would be really, really easy and there would be some big website like digitalnomadsonline.com. Maybe we should invest, we should create I mean, I a, there is. Where, where you I, can find all the local information. Because I don't find it that easy to look online to find the right information. But Well, certainly um, not. But I think I, I think more than anything, you'll find that digital nomads are, are tend to be, you know, reasonably charismatic people. And mm -hmm. uh, what they're going to want to do is is talk to you face to face. You, you'll make a better friend, you know, if you meet somebody at the cafe, if you talk to somebody at the cafe, then you will uh you know looking up info online for for kind of where to go uh like you're you're gonna have to yeah, you, step you, out you of your comfort go, zone yeah get out and start speaking to people usually yeah. there's the kind if you look around you'll find the kind of cafe where people like you tend to go and uh that what's means, that supposed uh, to mean yeah <laughs> i know i know that sounded really that's no 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 but i, I take I it as that, a compliment yeah. believe me yeah yeah i mean Kind of ex-party people, like um, yeah. or 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 young people that um, Ooh, are more that, now. that more have the their finger on the pulse of it or whatever um, yeah. that that know what events are going on and stuff like that. Uh, for example, once I was in Condesa, which is the equivalent that that's the the place where all the gringos go in Mexico City, and I was yeah. in a nice cafe and a goth chick came in and sat down. She was Mexicana, and oh, I wow. asked her. And I asked her, "Oh, where do like where do goth people go like um, here?" And she gave me the name of That's a club, it. and I went to the out to the club, and uh, they were playing Depeche Mode. So, so Ooh. there you go. Uh, you can always find tips if you go to the right places. And you know, I remember once, uh, you know, club, I was yeah. I was in Costa Rica with with our mutual friend Suze, and yes. there was a bunch of people that were kind of alternative looking and. Yeah, let's see. Oh um, yeah, the punkier like, people look, the yeah, friendlier they'll yeah, be. Yeah, a couple of them were like, well, you know, they were clearly. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Well, one of at least one of them was transgender, and they looked kind of like a bit progressive. Ah, like, that's uh, nice. I was like, yeah, they look like our kind of like weird yeah weirdo they look like our kind of weirdos. our kind of weirdos I mean, yeah i mean that i mean that in a complimentary fashion you know so we went over i went over and talked I to them while we were getting a shop in and and you know we went out drinking with them and and that just shows uh you know yeah how you can uh, that, how you how, the, how you can make friends yeah that's the best way to be I, th I think you can you can rely on those people if you're that type of traveler uh you can rely on 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 those type of people the people that look that would look weird in your hometown they're looking for adventure out 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 on the high seas when you're traveling so if you yeah and they'll show you the spots and then they will even if, and another time when you're not with them you can go on your own now because you know the spots or you make a few friends in the spot and then you've got other people to go with or to sell you drugs i mean uh, <laughs> pharmaceuticals of course um, and stay and do work with you yeah there's yeah, there, so those are the definitely making friends is a big part of 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 traveling and working you know digital nomads because if you're you can I mean like I said at the at the beginning of the podcast like you can stay and you know work inside the cafe and, and get your stuff done and just be in another country but I mean it's kind of 
that's kind of the same as being at home, isn't it? You know, if you're not gonna, exactly. if you're not gonna work with somebody or kind of experience what's going on, then you know, why why travel at all? Um, so it's it's important it's important to make friends uh, for the fun part of it, and also just it just as a means of survival. Um, oh yeah, that's so true. Out. Yeah, and it helps. You know, I was staying in. Um... I was staying with a friend that I made in Mexico City last time I was in Mexico City. So you're like, you know, you, you as a means of survival, as a means of friendship, you might save lots of money if you make contacts that are willing to put you up, you know. That too. So I've got little, I've got little hearts all over my Google Maps map right, where I know I can go back to, yeah, and stay. That's uh, it's definitely important. I think... Uh, if you're going to do that, uh, it's a big part of traveling. Um, however, like many writers, if you find yourself intimidated by social interaction and uh, by uh, people who are normally uh, rather extroverted, uh, you you may find yourself uh, in a position where it's uh, where it could be rather difficult to meet people, which is perfectly understandable. Uh, you can uh, go to a different place and explore it all by yourself sometimes and, uh, you know, never worry about and enjoy things uh, simply on your own accord for, for your own purposes and get, get whatever it is that you want out of the adventure. And uh, you might not need anything else. And your writing might simply be informed by the fact that you're there in the place and and doing what you want to do so and getting away from all the distractions at home yes all of the furious uh annoying distractions that you experience while you're at home um that's another some places have well. a big community a, a big expat community like i hear panama city and things like that oh yeah um, so I mean, some practical stuff. The size of your laptop matters, and now again, nowadays you can get a small laptop for three hundred twenty yes. quid. So size if that's matters. not a tremendous amount of money to you, um, it's good to get a cheap and small laptop. Now with the wonders of OneDrive, if you happen to be on Microsoft, you can get all of your files on your OneDrive internationally. Uh -huh. This makes life easier for digital nomads. That was yes. just one thing I thought because. My previous Google Drive is very good as well. Was, was smaller, and then I got a bigger laptop and I went away, and now I've got an even smaller laptop than the previous ones, and it's nice and light, and it really makes a difference, especially if you're doing that um, thing. The one bag so thing. if you can if you can get us if you can get a, if you can afford a travel laptop, you don't want to take an expensive laptop abroad. No, because so, stuff will happen. Stuff uh, will happen. Yeah. Um, and stuff like, oh, yeah, but yeah, make sure that you've got your cards on Apple Pay. Have more than one card because your your bank may block one of your cards at any time. In fact, yeah. when I was when once I can't remember where I was, but once they blocked my card every couple of every week or so because they thought it was fraud. And I, can't, I had to keep on. Maybe it was every couple of weeks. So I had to keep on unblocking them and telling them, look, I told you I'm going to be in India. Stop it. Oh, sorry, we can't. It's automatic. Yeah. You should have more than one card. Make sure your like dad or your girlfriend's or your best friend that trusts you card is also on Apple Pay on your phone just in case of an emergency. Don't use it. 
don't buy shoes with a just that's just there in case like yes don't buy shoes else with fails. <laughs> i think right. it's yeah so they'll fucking know they'll fucking know right have money yeah yeah ha, ha, have cash you may have cash this is like here you can um, swap dollars for mexican pesos a lot of people will accept dollars uh, don't have too much cash because you will Maybe you might get robbed. at some point getting, getting robbed is you, a thing. You could get robbed. You can do something fucking stupid like I did, which is when I had a bus ride that was meant to be one and a half hours, but took four and a half hours. Oof. I oh, got, tell us about. Um, oh god. I got. I got um, agitated and worried and pissed off and negative, and to top it off, that led me to leave my phone on the. Sorry, it could have been my phone. It was my wallet on the bus. So I recommend not keeping both, keeping one card in your pocket and another card uh, sorry one part card in your wallet and another one somewhere in your bag this is me yeah. trying to get my talk i'm prone to lose things make sure you but because i've done <laughs> it so because i've done it so often i'm now hyper vigilant and have succeeded yes. in regularly not losing them so i'm proud oh, of that's myself good. that's make a good sure idea another note out, another yeah. note that's very important that i while we're on this topic of losing things that i should mention never give anyone your passport Never, never, never. I had a friend who was um, kind of very lightly human trafficked, just trafficked a little bit uh, in uh, in Southeast Asia when uh, they were very young and traveling at the time. But um, they they kind of did so on a boat. They 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 did. There's some people travel uh, by kind of working on boats for for kind of room and board and transportation that you know a lot of a lot some people on boats will will provide you like oh i'll take you to this this other city i'll like i'll help you cross uh the mediterranean or whatever if you work on my boat and you can live there and i'll feed you and stuff oh that's uh, i don't have to pay you but he did that um he did that in southeast asia and the guy uh hired him hired him and another person and was like okay I'll just hold on to your passports and things while we're while you're working for me. That they like didn't a think anything. Idea. Of it. Yeah, no, it's not a good idea. He took their passports. He put them in a locked safe that only he knew the combination to. Uh, basically, he docked at several several towns where they didn't want to go, and uh, kind of forbade them from getting off the boat. Uh, kept them kind of working for him for longer than they had originally agreed upon. And uh, and did a, I mean, according to him, it was not an enjoyable trip. Eventually, he uh, they managed to kind of talk him into giving them their passports back uh, and getting off the boat for like they were like, oh, yes, oh, we're going to get we're going to go into town for a little bit. And he was like, oh, fine, you know, whatever. I don't care. And they had to they had to lie to him to to get off and to leave. Yeah, they ditched him. So never, ever, ever give your passport. Yeah, to and he's probably doing that to someone else, and and uh, yeah, and God him, knows. And yeah, it's terrible. So yeah. that guy um, should be taken out by should some be arrested or something. Yes, at, fine. At, at, at least. So I, I want to talk about some more. That's like a great, shocking, and very cautionary tale. I don't want to. Um, scare people out of the digital nomad life, but you shouldn't be no. naive. You shouldn't by na be naive either. No, it's it's better to inform you for your own good. Um, some places have co-working spaces. I've not seen that many uh, where I've gone, but I believe 
they exist. Um, I wanted to talk about some pros and cons, right? Because we talked about about travel. I find that it's usually better to get to just book your one-way ticket. Um, now, countries like USA and Mexico will not let you back out and let will not let you in unless you've got an outside uh, a leaving ticket booked. But that's uh, easy yeah. enough to that's easy enough to pretend that you have if you know what I mean. Just yeah, the, change, most of the just time, to, the just people change the, the dates. will ask you. Yeah, and you, you just change the dates on an email from a previous flight out and just show them that. Yeah, the, most the, of the time the, you won't the, even have to prove it. They won't mind. Uh, they, they're, they're not going to, they'll, they'll look at it very quickly because it's their job. But I, I know it's fraud, so I'm not saying that you should commit a crime. But like, if you No, certainly not. We're not advising want, anyone to do anything suppo illegal. Supposing you wanted to, supposing someone out there wanted to, that's how they would do it. The disadvantage is you sometimes get a discount on airfares if you do a round trip. Um, but it, but the thing is, your plans change a lot. Like my girlfriend leaving Mexico from Cancun, that turned out to be an absolutely terrible idea. If we'd known what was going to happen, then we would have uh, booked flights differently. Um, but we didn't. So that's what the Well, I mean, like we just ended up in different places that uh -huh. where where we originally thought we were going to be. It was a gamble, and she took the gamble. And we probably we probably lost, like in terms of the amount of money. So it would have been better if we'd left left it to the last minute, because then we would have known where we were going to be, and we could have planned the trip according the home trip accordingly. So mm. uh, maybe she would have left from Mexico City. Maybe she would have left from um, somewhere somewhere south. We don't know, but it would have been it would have been better and cheaper in the end of the day, because then she needed to make her way over to Cancun for no good reason. Um, so uh, when it would perfect. have been better, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this kind of thing can happen. I would recommend if you can, don't stay somewhere less than 10 days unless you hate it. Um, like obviously if you get there and you don't like it, you can leave after a few days, but it gets really, t I've done it three days here, four days there. It gets really tiring really quickly and you never really get to rest. And a lot of your work times, you know, by the energy and the travel, um uh, like I yeah go on yeah it's I was just agreeing with you that it's good to take a moment to uh to like come stay adjust to the place have a nice time then leave and then you can you can sort of decide you know what you're going to do from there a pro and con thing about Airbnb um if you book for a week you usually get a discount rate another thing is a lot of the time you can book for a few days and then you can negotiate a much lower rate with the landlord. Uh, we were just at a festival in Morelia, Mexico. I uh, got a really, because it's not a typical place where tons of people come as tourists, I was able to get a really good deal on an Airbnb that had three rooms. We paid a bit more. Spoke to the spoke to the other people going to the festival in a group and said, does anyone want one of these other rooms? And uh, yeah, someone went halves on us with it. So that was, that oh, was yeah. like, really good, yeah. So sometimes you can get a really good deal if it's a established place that people are traveling to you can book a place with more than one room and then kind of like uh, find someone that's aligned with you to take the other room um and you another good part get, about making friends you, yeah you, yeah you get a much cheaper place if you're traveling with someone else than if you travel solo so instead of saying paying um i don't know 25 dollars a night you might end up paying $15 a night each. You know, you could save a lot of money. 
Um, yes, that's a, so, that's a very uh, good thing. Uh, Couchsurfing, uh, the app, I think. Well, I've heard it. I've heard it's changed in recent years. But uh, when I, I when I had used it before, uh, it was a very very good thing. It was sort of like uh, sort of like Tinder for for finding a place to stay right. you'd like you'd go and uh you'd get on couch surfing you'd say you'd like everybody's got a profile you uh like you check someone off you uh, you say hi to them they're like oh cool you sound nice come meet me at this pub and uh you mm -hmm. go you talk to them they see if you're you know sane and then they're like all right uh yeah you can stay at my place for uh for free most of the time um and it was just an easy way for for people to connect and to stay. A lot of the time, if you walk into places, you could get a much better rate. Like when I was looking on Booking.com or Airbnb for um, one of the beaches in Costa Rica, the accommodation was much more expensive. So what you can do is you can get it for two nights, and then you'll you can leave your baggage there on the first day and take a look around, find a local hostel. It might have a, a private room for 10 bucks, you know, I, that's what I found there, which was not something, or maybe it was 10 pounds, whatever it was, it was cheap, maybe it was 20 bucks. It was cheaper than what I could find on Airbnb. So that kind of thing happens um, in certain places, you're better to kind of look around and scout around to get a really good deal. Um, I found the same in India, but it's good to book somewhere for the first two nights, especially if you're coming in after a long flight, you want a decent night's sleep. And you can go and look around the next day. Another thing, uh, I, I spoke about losing cards. You could lose a phone. Make sure you always back up all your data to the cloud or whatever your your phone uses. Back up to your laptop oh, yeah. regularly. Someone might steal a phone. Another thing is, if you do, God forbid, lose your card, you can go. There's places like airports or sometimes a Walmart, sorry, or some where you can go in and buy a card that you just top up, like. You buy a, you buy a debit card, you put two hundred dollars on it, and it yeah. acts just like a debit card does. So that's really useful. A lot Make of times, sure you... if you're staying more than more than one month in a certain place, uh, I find the downloading a a digital SIM is also mm -hmm. a very viable, uh, a reasonable option for people who are looking for SIM cards. Uh, yeah, and, and make make sure that you you get out of um, the country. A little bit of out of the country data for your own mobile plan, just just in case of the emergency, or yeah. to get out of New Delhi airport on an Uber because they don't sell any SIM cards in the airport. So for some reason, the only reason <laughs> I can think, the only reason I can think of is they're trying to get you to take their own taxis and not get an Uber. Um. Oh yeah, here's an important one. See when you go to an ATM machine abroad, a lot of the time when you take out money, it'll say accept this conversion rate. Oh, that's a always, big one. Yeah, always say no, because that's yes. a way of swindling you so that you'll have to pay a lot of extra money. Usually yeah. if you just let your bank handle the conversion, it'll be a very low rate. But if you yeah. accept the conversion rate, people it's a way of tricking you because people think, oh yeah, I better accept the conversion rate. No, if you don't click do that. no, it won't cancel you taking out money. It'll just do the conversion It'll just rate. have your bank do it for yeah. you. And your bank yeah. Will do a, yeah. And that's lots of people lose a lot of money with that. Yeah. That's a that's a very good. That's a that's a very good a uh, uh, a bit of advice to yeah. That's an think? important one not to forget. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, 
looks like we're we're running out of a bit of time here, but we we certainly had a lot of talk, a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, we certainly did. I yeah. enjoyed the bit at the beginning when we were funny the most. Yes, I like. So if uh, you <laughs> if you stayed tuned in, tuned in for this long, despite us no longer being funny uh, and being serious, then I, I can I um, then good for you. Thank thank yeah, you. Yeah, good for you. You're for, a true yes. fan, and and also probably I want to be digital nomad. Yes, uh, and you're our favorite because there's probably only one of you listening right now. Gosh, come nah. on. <laughs> and we want you to know that we love you. Okay. I love you. Looking at yes. you, John. I, I like love you, you so much that I'll chance. marry you for to get a visa or whatever the exactly. Yes. Uh, uh, stay tuned for our next episode. How to be how a to... digital nomad part three? No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, how to be a digital nomad part three? Fake marrying someone. Uh... Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We definitely fake marry. We need to get a fake marry episode on the go. That'd Actually, our. But remember, <laughs> it's most important to get on that plane, get to another country, and go right yourself. Yourself. Well done. There you go.